Hey guys, Mike Shea here. Uh, we weren't able to record a new episode this week because uh, Mike Wells had some family stuff going on and uh, I had some busy stuff on my own as well. So instead of a regular episode this week, we're going to give you guys something a little, I can't talk today, we're going to give you guys something uh, a little special. Uh, a few weeks ago, a friend of mine who's a high school teacher here in Dayton asked me to come speak to his class via Zoom, uh, actually, about podcasting, hosting a podcast, developing a show. And so I got to talk with these students for a little bit of time and uh, just kind of spew some information at them. But what really brought the conversation to a great point was when they started telling me about the shows that they were putting together. I had gotten a list from my friend Aaron ahead of time, but to talk to these kids and hear what kind of shows they wanted to make and to kind of have one-on-one -on -one brainstorms with them about their shows for a few minutes each was so much fun. And I got to learn a lot about them. And uh, some of them have already launched their shows uh, as of the time that this episode is being released. So um, I, I'm gr so grateful to hear how these guys are doing and how they're learning and growing and developing their programs. But I thought it'd be fun to share you with you guys the recording of that a day I had with those students. You can hear me talk to them and hear what some of their shows are about. Maybe you're someone who's looking to getting into podcasting yourself, but uh, I thought this would just be a really cool chance to kind of peek behind the curtain, see some of the other stuff that we do. Maybe you weren't aware of and uh, just, you know, how much I'm involved in the podcasting community. And uh, it's just a great, this was a great conversation to have uh, with these kids. So uh, enjoy my conversation with this group of high school students from a couple weeks ago. And who knows, maybe you'll learn something yourself. Welcome to the Basement Lounge Podcast with your hosts, Mike Shea and Mike Wells. Sit back, grab a drink, relax. Let's see where the time takes us. Enjoy. I uh, have given them a little bit of an introduction to you. Um, told them you are the person that kind of got me going into podcasting through Eventide. Um, but other than that, they just know that you put out podcasts pretty consistently. You've hosted your own shows for, for many years now, um, different shows, multiple shows, et cetera, like that. So, um, they kind of know you, but if you want to give them a little bit more of a, of a rundown, feel free. And then, uh, the, 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 the podium is yours. Sweet. Uh, Sweet. how you doing guys? Uh, my name is Mike. I'm a, a comedian and podcaster from here in Dayton. Uh, I've been doing podcasting for going on five years now. I got started doing radio, which is kind of what led me into podcasting. Uh, I've hosted multiple shows. I host multiple shows. I produce shows. I do all kinds of work behind the scenes for folks. It's been a great, uh, great hobby that has continued to evolve and grow. And uh, hopefully by the end of today, you guys will have a, a new kind of appreciation for it. And we can learn a bit about uh, your teachers told me some things about some of the shows you guys are working on, some of what you guys are working on. So we'll get to talk to each of you. And uh, um, yeah, that's uh, I think that's I think that's all you need to know about me. Uh, the rest, I'm sure, will come up a little bit later. Um, Aaron, I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to go over first. No, I think that's good. Um, kind of show them the breadth of the things that you've done, um, not just being somebody who has been on podcasts, but, you know, pr the production side of it is something that they are really diving into, you know, and, and will be over the next few weeks, too. Yeah. So um, what, because uh, I know you guys are all developing shows, so just kind of just get an idea where we're at, uh, which, which platform are we using anchor or we like what are we using as far as putting these things up anchor anchor, anchor yeah see anchor anchor is something that that we got turned on to when, when we were running the podcast network which is where which is where i met your teacher uh you know we were using other stuff anchor hadn't existed yet in the last couple of years podcasting has become such an attainable hobby when i first got into it when back when i was still working in radio um, it wasn't nearly, you didn't have nearly the ease of access that you have nowadays. You had to go and build your website, set up your own RSS feed, figure out how the heck Apple, you know, processes things. There weren't a billion podcast apps out there. It was pretty much just strictly the Apple podcast app. Google didn't have it. Spotify wasn't, wasn't they just started carrying podcasts in the last year or two. Um, 
So where things have gotten to in the last couple of years alone is completely game changing. And Anchor was probably the biggest game changer of all. Uh, the idea that you could create an entire podcast using nothing more than a mobile app um, was was shocking. And but and now as technology has grown, other companies have followed suit. Other um, other platforms have come to fruition that have similar models that maybe. Uh, have certain features that Anchor doesn't offer. Granted, Anchor is owned by Spotify, but what's great is that this is kind of the best and worst time to be a podcast host. It's the best because there's so much ease of access, uh, but it can be the worst because everyone ha everyone has a podcast now. And so where the real challenge comes in is how to set yourself apart uh, because that's really going to be the, uh, the the first big step. Apple right now is law is rolling out all kinds of huge changes to how their app works and how their podcast system works to try to cut down on some of the clutter. Uh, there was a, a a post recently that said I think there were like thirty percent of all podcasts on the Apple Podcast app were dead shows, shows that hadn't posted new episodes in years that maybe stopped after three to five episodes because the hosts were like, they, re they realized it was more of a commitment than they wanted or their heart just wasn't in it or they weren't enjoying it as much as they thought and they just left their show abandoned. Well, those shows stayed Hold on. on. Yeah, what's up? Um, I think it just stopped to cast, so I just need to recast you. Hold on, just one second. Oh, you broke it, okay. I broke it, yep. Cool. <laughs> Here we go. All right, you should this be good. Why the podcast network the podcast ended because of you. Ended of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're good to go. Cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they're trying to cut down on a lot of that clutter because uh, it, it, a it takes up server space, uh, and b it makes it harder for other shows to get discovered. There are shows out there that still pull in thousands if not millions of hits hold on month. it did again i think someone's stopping the because we're using chromecast okay chromecast uh, is wonderful when you're not sharing it with a group of people yeah i don't i don't i don't care for chromecast all right here let me i'm gonna wait a second and spy and see if anybody in here is not in here but like in the school because it's on the same network uh okay See if anybody I in here is using it. Like no one's using it, so I don't know why it keeps dropping. Wouldn't well, I don't. I I think the I internet's think, but fine. Normally when, normally when it goes out because of the internet, it'll say like connection. Yeah, it, and it won't it won't show me here as a, as having an option. Well, we'll just continue. All right, you're good. All right, cool. All right, cool. Um, um, but yeah, so yeah, cutting so down on that clutter, down there there are epic shows out there that have thousands millions of hits every month that haven't put up an episode in two three years which means they're still showing up on these like popular podcasts lists and just term in terms of like ratings charts but then people subscribe to the show and then they never get a new episode so they're trying to cut down on a lot of that clutter you see apps like iHeartRadio, which carries podcasts which is trying to they have a rule actually where if your podcast doesn't put up at least one new episode every week they just take your show down so podcasting is one of those uh hobbies the things you get into that you get out of it what you put into it if it's something that you're just real casual about you know it's not something you want to uh, break an arm over that that's totally fine you can be as casual with it as you want that's why anchor is such a great app for that kind of thing because you can record through your phone put the music in through your phone do all the uploading it takes all the heavy lifting off your shoulders it's great for beginners and really casual podcasters. I moved off of Anchor to another platform because I, I do I take my podcasting a little bit more seriously. I had other goals I wanted to achieve that Anchor just couldn't really uh, provide for. And so you'll find that, uh, you know, podcasting is a lot of like that. It's a lot of changing, updating, trying new things, uh, never getting too stagnant because that's how you wind up with uh, what we call pod fade, which is basically that you do it and then you just kind of stop doing it and then your show just stays uh, dead in the water. But as a podcast host, what, what can be really exciting and a lot of fun is um, just the level of control you have. It's your show. It can be whatever you want it to be. It can be 
as serious or as funny or as in-depth or as laid back as you want it to be. And because we're doing podcasts and not like web shows, removing the video element removes a certain amount of pressure that you might have. Um, so there are plenty of podcasts that incorporate video it, it, and, and, you know, you guys know you guys are going to talk about marketing later on down the road and, and I'm sure they will bring that up a, a great deal. But at the end of the day, this is an audio format. And so all you have to do is just sound good. And it's a lot easier to sound good than to look good. Anybody who works in radio will tell you that most of them have faces for radio and thank you if you get that. Um, so, but as, as the host, you know, it, it's, it's so much fun because you're in the driver's seat at all times. Um, some people like to host and produce, which is like what I like to do. Some people like to just host, but it's your show. You're holding the reins. And that, that to me is, is if you're a control freak like me, there's nothing better than, than, than podcasting. <laughs> um, let me try to see here. So uh, your teacher gave me a, a rundown of what some of your, uh, show topics where let me pull that up here we were talking about that uh yesterday um and i'm loving so far just first of all just this huge variety you guys have it, like like no no two shows are really the same here we've got uh, a true crime show which those are true crime shows are the hottest thing in podcasting right now like I mean, Kim Kardashian has one for crying out loud. Um, everyone's doing a true crime podcast. They're immensely popular. Um, see a show about weird research projects. I don't know if you've ever seen the show uh, DIY Sci, which is kind of like a, it's, it's a kid's show, but it's, you know, funny science projects and uh, stuff like that, uh, which I don't know if that's the same thing or not, but that's kind of what that reminded me of. Um, let's see, anime and anime and ethics co-lead show. Is that, am I reading that right? Yeah, so you got two that are, are going to in together. They're uh, co-hosting a show using um, different, you know, anime shows and discussing the ethics within those shows. Oh, cool. Yeah, you can explain to me why in Full Metal Alchemist that they say, oh, I turned, a, I turned sand into a door, but it's not magic. Um, best lists of bad movies, always love those. Medical interview show, that's, that's especially for the time right now. Uh, a playlist show, which I'm assuming is is music based. Um, a basketball opinion show. Sports podcasts are crazy popular right now. And then um, let's see, we had an opinion based generic show. Uh, you said she's going to be talking about what it's like to be an American Indian teenager. Um, love all of these. I love that in this group there is no 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 two of these shows sound the same and that is fantastic because that can be one of the most difficult things of being a podcast host is setting your show apart from others um in in this pandemic time that we're living in you know a lot of us went into it as as these as podcasters looking for silver linings and and that was well everyone's gonna be stuck at home looking for something to do so we're gonna see like a massive influx in podcast listenership which we did get what we also got though is because everybody was home and bored was everybody starting their own podcasts as well so it it kind of like we had a huge increase in audience but also a huge increase in 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 show content as well so the the struggle is out there to set yourself apart even just a little bit uh, i don't know if you guys have ever heard the phrase simpsons did it but that is from south park where uh, they were trying to, uh, the one character's trying to be an evil villain and he keeps coming up with all these evil plans and his partner keeps saying, Simpsons did it, they already did it in their show. And the idea was that, well, if everyone's done everything, how can you do something new? Uh, and it is, it is tough. You know, everything, everything's always gonna be a little bit of derivative from one show to the next when you're playing in a niche. Uh, and you can't get discouraged by that. You can't get so obsessed with being different that you just never do your show or you let your show frustrate you. Uh, but you also want to make sure that you don't just fall into a generic mold as well. So putting your own spin on things as the host, being the host is where that difference comes in. You might have a similar topic as somebody else, but what's going to make your show different is you and how you approach it and how you talk about it. Um, let's see here. Uh, Aaron, I don't know if you had any uh, questions or points you wanted to bring up here. Well, no, that's something too that I, I'm glad you brought that up because when when I started doing movie reviews, it was I was trying to be too unique, 
and then that made it overstructured and then I just I fell apart and so then when I just started talking to my my guest speaker about the show about the movie not worrying about every single point in the movie you know jumping around just letting it be more conversational um I let my show be my show and then I had fun doing it more people enjoyed listening to it um it became a little bit more enjoyable to do every week you know and so don't try to feel like you have to be different if people are going to listen to it they're going to listen to it you know and and part of the marketing is going to be there um your your listeners are probably when we start are going to be your friends and family you know like the the people that are interested in what you do and then past that you're going to get some random like you guys saw some of the random countries that listen to my show um you know just like people on anchor who find it and they're like oh, okay this is fun and maybe they listen to one episode maybe they'll listen to every single one i put out that's not you can't get yourself worried about that you just put your show out and have fun doing it so yeah and you know your show is a great example of that like yeah when you when you're because you had never done podcasting before like like ever and and when you came in those first the first few runs of the show were, were very structured and very kind of just bullet pointed which is when you're first starting out if that's what's comfortable for you great you want to you want if you're not comfortable making the show it's gonna it's gonna reflect you know we we give away so much of our feeling and emotion in the way we speak and when that's all your listeners have to go on is how you speak they're going to be able to, to to notice that kind of thing and so as you get more comfortable as it stops feeling like work and starts to feel more like fun and becomes more relaxed and more organic is where it's going to really take off um, one thing I, I do want to emphasize is that is that podcasting is very much a patient person's game. Um, most shows don't start seeing any kind of like noticeable, let's call it success for uh, at least the, I, I want to say at least the first year. And that's kind of just the, the, uh, the, the occupational hazard of, of the game because there is such a saturated market for podcasts. There are so many podcasts out there and there is that struggle to stand apart that it does take, it can take a little bit of time to really find your audience. You know, uh, Aaron says, you know, you might have your first few listeners being your friends and family. Honestly, you'll be lucky if you have your friends and family <laughs> uh, checking out your show, because what you're going to, what you're going to find real quick is as much as your friends and family love and support you, they don't necessarily want to listen to you just talk for 30 minutes straight about something you're into, unless they happen to be into the same thing. I'm a comedian. All my shows are, are most of my shows are comedy based. Most of my family doesn't get my sense of humor. It's just the way it is. It's a generational thing. My mother has told me to my face. She's like, I just can't sit through more than a few minutes of your podcast. Granted, not her, not her style of humor. And I can live with that. But we've been doing we've been doing our show for about two years now, and we're 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 finally seeing a significant increase in our listenership because we just kept our nose to the ground. We made changes and adapted and adjusted as time went on. We didn't we didn't get stubborn and just keep things the same because that's the way we wanted to do it. We looked at trends, we looked at what our listeners were were thinking, or listened to feedback, and we adjusted and adapted. And as things worked, we kept them as we kept them going. If they didn't work, we abandoned it and tried something new. So being patient and being adaptive is really is really going to be a huge a huge tool when it comes to hosting your own podcast. Excuse me. Um, let's see here. Um, it's really pretty much all all I have as far as just general information goes. I'd, I'd really like to just go ahead and jump into um, Aaron, unless you had anything else you wanted to, you wanted to bring up. I'd love to go in and and, and get talking to talking to the kids here and see. Yeah, that's uh, fine. Go for it. Know. And yeah, so if you guys any questions at all, any anything you want to know or or whatever, you know, throw it at me. Let's 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 have an open dialogue here. I have one. I'll yep. start. So. Yeah. Out of all of the shows you've either hosted or produced, what has been your favorite and why? Uh, the one I'm doing right now, the Basement Lounge, has been my favorite because for the longest time, I was I the problem I was having was I was making shows um, that I thought other people wanted to hear, 
and I was trying to appeal to too broad of an audience and I wasn't, I wasn't being myself. I was trying to create something I thought people wanted to listen to, um, which made finding my audience very difficult. So instead I, and I decided I'm just going to make the show I want to make. And I'm not going to be afraid to try new things. I'm not going to be afraid to experiment. And that's where the basement lounge came from. I originally started the basement lounge as just a way to experiment with programming when the podcast itself had like three different shows built within it. And I was just trying different episodes and different styles of shows until I found the one I really liked. And I did that for, I did that style for 50 straight episodes. I did it. It was a long form interview podcast with entertainers. I interviewed 50 different uh, people, everyone from the, the local comic that gets five minutes to, I interviewed a, uh, a, a director, a director and voice actor working out in Hollywood. Um, I still do interviews from time to time. I, I had an interview with, I don't know if anybody listens to heavy metal, but I had an interview with Cobra from Cobra and Cobra and the Lotus. Um, it's having this show has been so much fun because I've really gotten to just breathe and, and be myself with the show. And now it's evolved into a new kind of show with, you know, I brought on a co-host and, and the show has become, um, I like to tell people it's Joe Rogan, but a lot less pretentious. And uh, we, we have a lot of fun. And this is the show that I've seen the most growth with. And, th and th the growth isn't what makes the show my favorite, but the fact that I'm, I'm having that growth, but still get to have a show where I be myself, this has been the most fun I could ask for. What else you guys got? Come on, I know it's early. They didn't even have to be in here till nine, so they got to sleep in. Oh, good for them. All right. Well, I'm gonna ask about some of these shows then. Um, so, who's the one doing the uh, the the true crime, the female murder podcast? Okay, great, fantastic. So, why? Um, I decided that I wanted to do something true crime based, anyways, because the dark side of humanity to me is one of the most interesting things a person could ever want to know, or to like wants to know, or does already know. And so I wanted to dive deeper into kind of the darker side of humanity. But every time you see a true crime podcast, it's always names like Bundy or Gacy or Dahmer. It's never names. It's never female names. It's never Eileen Warnos or Elizabeth Bathory. It's never these females that, although it's, you know, a strange place to ask for equality, although they did pretty much the same thing. <coughs> Why are they being pushed to the side? Women are always looked at as a victim, not the perpetrator. So why don't we flip the narrative and see what happens when a woman's a perpetrator and her victim tends to be male? That's, that's great. And I can already tell just from the way you're talking about it, that you're passionate about it and you care. One of the things as a host you're going to get asked a lot is, what's your show about? And you got to kind of, you've got to be able to perfect that. And this is kind of in more of the marketing thing, but you got to be able to perfect that, that elevator pitch. Basically, you got you got 30 seconds to tell me to tell me why I should listen to your show. And the more you sound like you actually care about it, the more likely the person is to listen to it. Um, I will I will suggest to you if there's a if you're looking for a show that's um, not doing the big names like, you know, like like Bundy or Dahmer and all that. There's a show called In the Dark, um, which is a very, very long form. They've done two seasons, but each season is like like 50 to 60 episodes and they do deep dives of research into these uh, cases that have happened around the U S to the point where one of their shows, their, their most recent season uh, got a man off trial for murder who had been on trial for 25 years and it spent 20 something years in prison. And because they did the kind of research and were able to do the kind of things the police maybe aren't or weren't willing, weren't able to do or weren't willing to do. They, they got this man, uh, they were able to prove this man had nothing to do with the crime he was accused of. And it's, it's a fan. So I would recommend checking that one out and it's, it's hosted and led by a team of women. And, and so that, so there, there's that aspect for you as well. Um, with, with the show, like, like, how are you with, how are you with like research? Uh, I, I can find almost anything I want to find in any time frame you give me 
that's going to be true podcasts in general. And I know you guys are going to hate to hear this already podcasts in general can have a lot of homework. Um, if you're doing an interview, if you're, uh, playing a certain band or talking about sport, there's a lot of homework that can be involved in terms of like just doing some research, but true crime, especially, you know, the, the, the hours you're going to spend, uh, prepping for, for one episode. I know people who, set out to make true crime podcasts who after three months never got their first episode done because they weren't prepared for the homework so if you're prepared for the homework godspeed it's, it's something i could never do that's a I, I like i like falling down rabbit holes on wikipedia as much as the next guy but uh not enough that i could ever uh devote that kind of time to so you know it's not for everybody in terms of making that kind of show so more power to you for uh for for committing to it um, let's see. Who's the weird research projects person? Um, that's me. That's you. So weird research projects. What do you, what do you, what are you talking about? Um, so specifically I'm focusing on, so there's this like, um, satirical science award, um, called the Ig Nobel prizes that's done by this like, um, science humor, um, magazine called the annals of improbable research. And so for the past, like, um, for the past, like, 30 years or something, they've been giving out these um, ignoble prizes for kind of like strange or weird or trivial research findings of that year in the various different categories. Um, and most of them are like, have like the journal articles and stuff like that posted. And like, they're like scholarly reviewed articles, but they're like very, very strange or like very, very trivial things that you're kind of just like, well, like, why did this get funding? Why did you research this? And I just, for me, cause like I'm a bit of a science nerd, but I also didn't want to like do a podcast that was just kind of like talking about things that you would normally hear about on something like that. I wanted to kind of talk about like kind of the weirder side of research because you have to research um, sometimes kind of weird or trivial sounding things to get up to the like groundbreaking stuff. And sometimes the weird and trivial things don't lead to the groundbreaking stuff. Sometimes it's just weird. And someone's just studying something that's just strange and you wouldn't think that they'd want to study it but it's just like really interesting to me um and it kind of just combined two different aspects of that and it's kind of like right there because of the award so i don't have to like go like searching into like really deep so give, give me an example of one of these experiments i'm, I'm into this now <laughs> okay so this one's kind of this one's a little bit gross but there's this study that was studying that was trying to validate whether a claim that was from like an archaeology account um, about this man who used frozen human feces as a knife. Um, and it was trying to research using a very controlled experiment to research whether or not that is actually possible. I want to watch that episode of Law and Order. That's fantastic. That's like that's 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 the best thing I've heard. You kill someone and then you like drop it's, it's just feces, you know. It's just you know. Yeah. Well, it's it's the, it's it's the next step past using the icicle. Now we're just using yeah crap. <laughs> oh, I'm into that. That's a show. That's a show I would listen to. That's a show I would listen to 100%. Not just because it's about, not just the crap episode, but but if, if, but if, that's, the, if that's the kind of stuff we're talking about as far as like weird research projects goes, stuff that's like that weird, yeah. I'm absolutely sold. And I'm not, a, I'm not a big science guy myself. You know, I watched Bill Nye like everybody else growing up, but that was mostly because, you know, goofy sound effects and occasionally stuff would, you know, catch on fire. Um, but yeah, I mean... It, and also, like you mentioned, because there's an award for this kind of thing, that's going to make your workload that much lighter because you yeah. really just have to go into whatever this award's looking for. And because of the way social media works nowadays, once you start Googling something, you'll never stop seeing ads for it. So, Also, there's you know. a Wikipedia that has a list of every single one. Oh, so there you go. That helps a lot. <laughs> Wikipedia treasure i don't know why teachers don't let people use it as a source in papers aaron um it's i don't i say you can start there but that shouldn't be your point of use this yeah use the sources that they cite uh, absolutely you gotta remember that generation but you know before wikipedia or when it first started they didn't require them to cite their sources so yeah for the longest time wikipedia was 
but it's come a long way all right uh so i want to get into the uh this anime and ethics show who's who's doing this bar corner bar corner so anime and ethics uh, what what led you to this that that is a junction i don't think i've ever heard anybody ever really talk about and i got a lot of friends who are into anime so like where where did this come from <laughs> is, one, is one of you an aspiring lawyer one of you an aspiring anime artist like where are we at here Now you just hit you just hit the magic button right there, which you said you're making something that you would want to listen to, and I think that is a really important thing with podcasting. I part of the reason I have made and host at currently so many podcasts is because like I'm a big fan of listening to podcasts, and sometimes I'm looking for a show that covers a certain topic, and if I can't find that show, if it's within my 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 abilities, I just make that show. And try to see how feasible it actually is. Maybe there's a reason that kind of show doesn't exist. Uh, maybe nobody's ever tried it. So that right there gives you that leg up because it's something that you want to listen to. So similar to with the young woman with the true crime show, because you care, because it's something that you care about and that you want to talk about and will listen to, that's going to translate over the, we'll call them the airwaves, and that's going to help entice people to keep listening because they know that's something you're passionate about. And you're right. That, that is something I've never, you know, heard anybody talk about. I, I, I'm not, I'm not a big anime fan. Like a lot of my nerd friends, I've watched a few, but from what I have seen, like, yeah, there's not always a big, there's not always a big discussion, even within, within the animes of moral compass, things like that. And so to explore that within the confines of, you know, because anime itself can be very fantastical. So to ground it in that way, to make it a bit more relatable to an audience uh, is who, because you're, you're going to attract a lot of anime fans, obviously, because it's built into it. Um, you might turn them on to a new line of thinking that they've never considered before. And that's going to help build that audience out. So that's, that's really cool. Um, let's see here. Best see here. list of bad movies. Get into this one. Who's that? You guys. All right, so big movie fans? Yeah. Yeah. So why the I'll ask this, why the why the list of bad movies and not good movies? Um, I think it's really easy to point out all the good things about good movies and that's like what's always focused on, you know. It's like, oh, this one movie gets everything, but there's a whole bunch of like people like really awful movies people haven't heard about. So, I think it's just a lot more fun to watch really awful things. I don't disagree. Some of my favorite pastimes have been like with friends on the couch watching terrible horror movies on like Amazon Prime and just oh, left. I watched one recently about a killer couch and <laughs> just told him. We just talked about it today. That was one of that. That is the best two hours of my life I have spent in a long time. Oh my God. Not to mention Santa Jaws. I don't know if anybody watched Santa Jaws this year. 
<laughs> but it was about a killer shark with a Santa hat on his fin. And about just, a killer shark with a Santa hat. Just oh a tra- yeah, kill the killer sofa one. Which, by the way, it's not even a couch; it's a recliner. But we can debate that later. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it so much funnier. The 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 way that the 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 it looked like it had eyes and a permascal was just. I, I want to watch that movie again now. Um, see, what's great about doing a show like this, guys, is just, just in the last 30 seconds here, you say bad, terrible movies that are fun to watch. We all, we all immediately relate. And, and also, th- that itself is inherently funny. Talking about bad movies is inherently funny, which comedy podcasts are crazy popular. And if somebody can laugh while listening to something, instant poll. So absolutely, like, what are, what are some of the ones you guys are other than the Killer Sofa because that movie's amazing? What like what do you guys what do you guys any off, off the top of your head you want to talk about, like that you have in mind? We got a whole list. Um, do you know what Food Boy is? That's I, one. No, <laughs> no idea. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have Thanksgiving. Yes. So, yes. Thanksgiving turkey. Yes, I got yes. evil. Oh, Velocipaster. That's a good oh. <laughs> movie. That, that movie is a treasure. That movie is a treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Just, um, Butt Boy is one I didn't add. Butt, Butt Boy is pretty good. That's on the Amazon Prime one. Um, they're all on Amazon Prime. It's, 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 I mean, that's where they all live. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Jimmy, uh, no, we got like the live, a- like really bad live action remakes, like the Mario one, and like the. New oh Death man. Life. You're talking. You're talking to a guy who saw that in theaters when. Wow, I'm old. That saw that in theaters when it was released. Uh, uh, talk about a movie that broke some hearts. That movie is not good. Um, so, so I think movie. I mean, and ninety percent of the podcasts I listen to are movie podcasts. So that's already like something I'd be I'd be into. And yeah, there are a ton of podcasts that like to focus on the good ones because a, they know everybody's probably seen them. Um, and also I think that sometimes with, especially with movie podcasts, there's this wanting to avoid negativity. And what I, what I like to say is just cause the movie's bad doesn't mean you gotta be negative about it. You can, you can rip something, a new one and still in a way be positive about it. If, if your purpose is not to, uh, like like degrade the movie but just shine a light on its flaws and also you can make it funny you know you, you can find you can find the the diamond in a rough you can find a movie like killer sofa that's that's objectively awful but have the time of your life watching it and talking about it i i mentioned the sh- i mentioned that movie we all started laughing and talking about it so there's a there's a there's a there's a strange uh coming together you can have talking about bad movies so so i i, I like it uh, let's see. Uh, the medical interview show. That's mine. Tell me about it, man. Uh, so I'm essentially gonna be like interviewing different doctors that either I personally know or like someone else, like someone's parents or something, and like seeing how they got into med school and reasons like how COVID affected them and how recently, like why, like the different changes to the tests, like the ACT and the MCAT, how they're changing their colleges have been changing it. And I want to see like their viewpoints and why people should go into medical because like there's a shortage of doctors right now. And it's something that I feel like younger, like my generation should know to go into these like colleges and try try to help them to go into like these pre-med colleges and routes. Uh, that's that I definitely could not tell you too many shows, at least not that I've heard of that, that focus on the medical field like that. So I think that's great. Um, you know a lot of doctors. That's that's strange for a, a person your age. Is everything okay? Everything okay? Um, but, my family, my family, all my family. Doctors. Okay. This spends a lot of time with the doctor. All right. Uh, so that that's that's really cool, especially because you have that personal connection to it. Again, going back to what we've hit a few times today is having a personal connection with something, being able to show and prove that that you care, that 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 you that you. Are, are into it is going to translate really well to to your listeners and we're in a time right now be, because of the pandemic where there's a lot of attention and focus on medical science and um medical oh, professionals and so say again looks good on my transcripts and it looks great on your transcripts <laughs> um is that something you're looking to go to school for is is in the medical field 
Yeah. So see, there you go right there. Colleges love that stuff. Just saying. Um, and, and colleges love podcasts in general because it shows you're willing to commit to something and, and put in the time and the effort. Now, whether or not that podcast is about the medical field or killer furniture is, is really not that big a deal, but, um, yes, the, the idea of getting to talk to doctors. Cause I, I think, I think a lot of people, you know, they watch Grey's Anatomy, but they have no idea actually like how any of these people actually became doctors. I'm not sure the actors do either, but, uh, you know, shows like, uh, Grey's Anatomy ER, which was on for like 10 years, uh, the, you know, people love watching the medical shows, but I don't think they actually know a whole, you know, scrubs for crying out loud was, was still, is still talked about to this day. Um, so being able to get the inside scoop on how, how that field kind of actually works, I think is going to scratch an itch. A lot of people don't realize they have. So that's, that's great. Um, let's see the what's, what's okay. So what's the playlist show? Who's doing the playlist show? That's me. That's you. So, okay. What kind of playlists? Okay, so um, basically, I I just spend like a, like way too much of my time making like really specific playlists based on like certain events in my life or like certain feelings or like certain like words like just very very specific and um, I really like to share new music so I'm I'm basically just gonna be like reviewing my own playlists and like making fun of my music taste a little bit and like just looking for new music suggestions and just basic commentary on like the bands I like. No, that's really cool. I, I'm a big music fan. Uh, you know, worked in radio for 10 years and, and I, I have, I, I, I like making playlists myself. Usually mine are like playlists of like the set lists a band played at one of their shows um yeah, yeah. You, you say that your show your playlists get really specific are we talking like the first time my dog tried wet food specific or like what are we what are we talking about here like it like some some of them are like very specific events but some of them are just like okay when i when i listen to this song like i feel like i'm eating an orange and so like i have a playlist that's like about like what it feels like to like eat an orange and like listen to the song it's like very specific <laughs> I, uh, I, that is, that, that is, that is specific. Um, <laughs> see, uh, so first of all, one of the things I love about this is, is so because it's a music podcast, you've got to be careful because, uh -huh. because copyright is a thing. And so with music podcasts, one of the things that people tend to run into uh, in terms of obstacles is incorporating the music into their show. Because just talking about why a song is good gets right. old real quick. People want to hear the song to believe it for themselves. Right. Um, and despite the number of laws there are that protect content creators like us in terms of using music, most platforms don't follow those rules. If you, YouTube, for example, there are all kinds of laws that protect people who want to use movie clips or songs in their videos or podcasts that YouTube just does not care about. They will pull your episode down the minute it gets uploaded and you will spend weeks trying to get it re-uploaded again, even if you follow the law to the letter. Mm -hmm. So just be aware of that and be careful that just because you follow the rules doesn't mean they're going to care. So that can be frustrating, but don't let that deter you. I hosted several music podcasts. You just kind of, you kind of just roll with it and, and, you know, again, you adjust where you can, but as long as you're not like, you know, just playing whole entire songs, just don't, 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 don't do that. Um, yeah. I will say the more obscure your music, like, like I did one where every, every band or artist I played was from band camp. So it was really like, not most of them weren't on a label. It kind of lowered the risk of, of, of copyright strikes because most of them were just happy to have their music featured. But regardless of all that, uh, that's the kind of thing that can be really good at building a community around your show because, and I'm already thinking like you can, you, you know, you can have it to where people can submit ideas for playlists. They want to hear like make a playlist for songs that are great for 
days where the temperature is between 70 and 75 degrees. I, I don't know. Get as weirdly specific as you want. It's, it's 65 yes. degrees. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and you can have that kind of feedback. And because building a community, and, and again, this is more of a marketing thing, but building a community around your show is one of the most fulfilling things you can have as a host because not only are they listening to your show, they're getting involved. They want to be, they want to be a part of the show. And that can, and, and so music playlists, similar to movie playlists, are great for that sort of thing because everyone's got an opinion about music everyone's got an opinion about movies and whether you want to hear their opinions or not they're gonna tell you if you like some a song or a band that they think sucks they will not hesitate to tell you your taste in music is terrible or vice versa if you happen to pick one of one of their favorite bands or artists that they thought nobody else ever listened to they're gonna get so excited so that is fantastic um let's see uh i know we're running low on time here the basketball opinion show Oh yeah, it's it's um that's me. Uh, it's not actually like an opinion show. I, I know the name is kind of I don't know. I just kind of came up with that, but it's like I go through different um champ my favorite like championship rosters in the NBA, and I basically break down why I like them and how they won basically. So like for example, my first episode is I'm looking at the 2016 Cavaliers who came back from like a three one deficit in the finals right and like it was like a huge moment for ohio and stuff right so that's my first episode and then i'm doing one with like the 04 pistons who were like insanely underdogs they don't have any hall of famers on their team right and so i'm just looking at teams that i think are like unique or like really cool uh and i'm just breaking down how they won that championship like and stories about them and stuff and then i'm doing one special episode where i basically just go through different players with like really crazy stories uh, like you know Dennis Rodman or whatever right and and I'm just gonna like talk about my favorite fun stories in the NBA so that's like one special episode that I'm doing no that's really cool I remember that 2016 Cavs I so I I work for the local ABC station I work in the control room I run I run the commercial breaks and things like that and I was running the working the board the when when that championship happened and I mean you could the whole office erupted I mean the, the, the news team was sitting in there waiting to go live and I could hear them through the soundproof walls. I mean, we were, we were so excited for that. Um, and with sports podcasts, I like what you're doing because you're keeping it, you're, you're, you're very broad. Like you're talking about something from, from, from 2016, but that's people are going to want to listen to with sports podcasts. A lot of people fall into, especially when you get sports specific, is when that sport is in the off season, what do you talk about? And I uh, was like, this is probably something that I could do that would be way better. So yeah, my yeah. problem is like, I don't, I don't know how to make it like more laid back. You know, it's something that requires a lot of research and like, I don't know. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how to do that. Cause yesterday I tried to record for the first time and it took me so long and I didn't, get much content so i'm still kind of worried about that you know that is that is podcasting 101 my friend that is uh, when you're when you're first starting out doing it you are gonna sit there and spend hours and hours and hours getting that first episode done and you're going to hate it you are going <laughs> to hate it because yeah, I, I Defeated last night. I was like, man, what is this? What did I what am I doing? <laughs> Dude, I've been doing I've been doing this for so long. I hate the sound of my own voice. So oh, me too. <laughs> it was exactly I gotta go back and listen to my own show. Like I'll be in the like we just dropped a new episode today. I'm gonna pull it up in the car as I drive to work later tonight, and I'm just gonna sit there and just twitch whenever I talk because I'm just like, no. Mm -mm. But people will people are listening, so I'm doing something right. Um, so yeah, but when you first get started, man, like, because you're, you're just talking to yourself and for an extended period of time, uh, and you may have a co-host or not, but regardless, you're, you're, you're speaking into the void and, and you can start, if you start to think about it, you can feel silly because you're like, I'm talking to myself. Anybody walking past the room right now would think I was high. It's plain and simple. 
And so that can feel intimidating and feel scary. But once you get that first one done, it is a floodgate opener because suddenly you can say, I did it. It's done. Now there's nowhere to do, but just work on the next one. And yeah, because you're doing a, for lack of a better term, historical kind of podcast talking about things that happened previously, there's a lot of research to, to do. And with any podcast, there's pretty going to be research to do. My, my show is it's two comedians sitting around talking about current events and what makes them stupid. But we still have to know something about those things that are going on. Our, our episode for this week is about this Dogecoin thing and about the AMC and GameStop uh, stock incident from a little while back. I know very little about that kind of thing, but my co-host is super into that stuff. So it re really, the show kind of turns into him educating me as well as the audience as to what actually went down with that incident. So doing the same thing with, with a basketball podcast, you know, and also again, choosing to focus on big stuff. Like you're not talking about the game from, you know, May 5th, 2000 and, you know, 11, you know, that nobody remembers. You're talking about a, a, a big moment. Yeah. So, so the information will be there. And again, it's, it's a moment that people remember that was emotional for a lot of basketball fans. So again, that built in audience is there and people are going to want to, are going to want to listen. One thing I could, I could advise for having trouble is try to try to pretend like you're just, you're just talking about it with your friends. Like pretend you're just sitting and having a basketball chat with your buddies at lunch or something like that. I almost said over a beer, but no, don't do that. Um, and uh, have that, make, make that, if, you, if you're struggling with how to make it sound, you know, more relaxed, you know, have that conversation with your buddies, record, record yourself talking about it with your buddies. You know, you can record it on your phone, just sit down and be like, Hey guys, let's talk about that 2016 uh, Cavs championship. And just and just record that and see how it goes. You don't have to publish that as your episode, but you can use that as kind of that that litmus test for okay, is this what I want it to sound like, or is there something that comes up in this that I can work with to kind of just get that edge off a little bit? You know what I mean? Cool, man. Uh, lastly, because I, I know we're about out of time here, um, there was one. It was the uh, t being an American Indian teenager. That's me, and. Mine is kind of just like, um, like talking about me and my life experiences I've had or things I wish I would have known. And it's super laid back. It's just like, kind of like a conversation, like with a friend or just like, I don't know, just like reflecting on life. And those are the podcasts that I like to listen to and, you know, wish I would have had something like relatable when I was that thing right there that you just said that you wish you'd had that when you were growing up is going to be such a huge driving point for your show because i guarantee there are so many other young people out there or even younger than you in your exact situation who have had those experiences or feel like they are the only one who has had them and that nobody can relate to them and they're looking for a place to to find that camaraderie and your kind of show can be that exact thing. It's ridiculously relatable, whether that's a good or a bad thing, to a lot of people out there who are the children of immigrants, who are just for the first time coming coming here, um, especially given the current climate of things of the last few years, whatever that may be. Um, it's going to, again, similar to like we were talking about with the young lady with the music show and the gentleman with the basketball show, it's going to just kind of organically build a community. People are going to want to hear about those experiences and they're going to relate to them. And they're, I, you know, eventually they're going to want to reach out, you know, it, they're going to want to say, Hey, I can relate to that. Or, Hey, you know, did you ever, they might say, Hey, you felt this way. Did you ever consider this is going, it's, it's going to naturally incite conversation. And that's one of the great things that podcasts can do, especially one like that. That That's the kind of show that I think people right now are really, really looking for is that kind of experience because we're starting to hear a lot more stories about that, about, and, and we hear them all the time from celebrities about, you know, how their family came to the States and stuff like that. But hearing it from regular people about how, how their family came to this country, the things they've had to endure, positive or negative, uh, 
because of their ethnicity or their origins or whatever the case may be. Um, it opens a lot of doors again for community and conversation. And so I think that's, I think that's a fantastic idea. And again, like we've talked about with everybody here, it's extremely personal and passionate to you. It's something you care very much about. And that's going to come across when you're speaking, when you're people are going to hear that in your voice. I think that's fantastic. Thank you. All right, so I only got a couple minutes left, so I wanted to go ahead and uh, just any any other questions anybody has about anything we've said so far? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. So, because I know you guys are working really hard on this, and you've got a lot more going on, and you're going to talk about marketing stuff later on. I'm going to give my contact information to your teacher. If you guys ever at any point want to reach out, send me a demo of your episode. Uh, just ask any other questions you might have um, anything like that. You guys can always reach out to me. And then um, Aaron, as far as like, um, like, I don't know, like, like logos, podcast logos, like, are you guys covering that? Like where, where, where where's that falling in, in terms of this shit? So this shit? for logos, uh, my sister-in-law is a graphic designer and she had, we've got, we're waiting on a couple more to come in, but everybody um, who wanted one through that uh, is going to have one. So we're actually, we've got some cool ones so far, um, but yeah, we we're covered there. I think one of the other things that potentially, um, you know, they're unsure of, we're starting the social media today um so and i know you're really active in that and we're gonna have somebody come in next week talking about building up a brand but like any quick advice about as you're starting to build up that because i mean they're they're creating the pages and accounts today so they're really in those early stages uh, as far as social media goes post often post often um it, because that's how you're gonna get you know instagram you know they instagram and facebook both None of them show the most recent posts. They show you the whatever's popular. The, you know, you can switch to the most recent feed, but that's not what they're showing you by default. Post often. Um, show that you have an active social media presence. Uh, that's going to look look great for your audience because that's going to let them know that you that they can stay updated with you. And also uh, communicate through social media. Meaning, if anybody comments, like the comment. And even if you just say thanks for the comment. Stay active and stay involved on the social media with your show. Inst I will tell you right now, Instagram is the place to be for podcasts because you can do so many things with promotional art, promotional videos. Um, my my show is a little my show is a little NSFW, but uh, if you feel so inclined to check out our Instagram to get some ideas, I don't tell your parents I said that you had to, but. Um, I'm there's some Mike, they have me for a teacher. So they're, they're, they've heard worse. This is, this is new for me. I don't know what I'm legally allowed to say and not say, uh, <laughs> uh if you guys go uh, check out our, our Instagram, you know, let me give you the handle. Cause I'm, it's early in the morning for me and I don't, and I'm blanking on, on if there's an underscore or not in it. Cause we have problems with that. Um, uh, TBL pod, uh, TBL underscore pod, TBL underscore P O D. Uh, we post, I post on there. I try to post on there every other day. Um, remind, like, I just put up put up a new post today because our new episode dropped. I'm gonna wait a couple days and put up another post, reminding them of the new episode, or directing them to our Patreon or to our Twitter or to leave a review or something. Uh, but yeah, the biggest advice I can have is just stay active on the social media. And um, like I said, I'll leave my contact info with with Aaron, so you guys can reach out to me anytime you want. Um, I will follow for follow and um, uh, I can, I really hope I, I want to hear, I want to hear uh, you guys' shows once they're ready to be heard. I really want to hear, hear, hear the, the first episodes of all your shows. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I love the ideas all you guys have. All right. Well, thanks again, Mike. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, and we'll talk again soon here. All right, folks, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Basement Lounge. If you want to follow us online, you can follow Mike Wells on Twitter and Instagram at MikeWTFWells. And you can follow me, Mike Shea, at MrMikeShea on Twitter and Instagram as well. You can also follow this show on Twitter and Instagram at TBL underscore pod. And uh, we got a brand new website under construction for you guys with uh, some cool new stuff coming down the line as well. 
So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll catch you guys again next week with another episode. And until then, as always, live well, rock on, take care, and bye-bye.